How you guys doing tonight? Sweet. Um, so yeah, my name's Daniel. I grew up here in the Sacramento area. Um, and uh, I grew up in the church, um, and I didn't really see that much power in the church. It was just the same week after week after week. Um, and I kind of felt like, a, like an outcast in the church. Um, all the kids my age, um, for some reason, they wouldn't want to connect with me. Um, I felt like an absolute weirdo for some reason. I don't know why. And uh, they just didn't want to connect. And uh, at the age of around, oh yeah, and by the way, growing up in church, I never grew up with prophecy or legs growing out or tumors falling off. I never encountered that, those kind of miracles growing up. So it was kind of just became just a, a monotonous thing of church. Um, so anyways, uh, at the age of 13 or so, um, I fell into a pornography addiction. And uh, in this addiction, I would use it to mask the loneliness. I thought if I looked at pornography, it would make me feel better. And no, it did not make me feel better at all. It made me feel like crap. Um, and the problem with pornography, as you guys know, I'm sure a lot of us have struggled with it. Um, it's exciting for about five to 10 minutes or so, but after about 10 minutes, it doesn't become exciting anymore. Then the guilt just begins to just really set in, really, really set in. And uh, it just didn't make me happy, not at all. Um, and uh, as a result of it not making me happy, the addiction actually began to get worse. Like it, it, was, it became an ongoing progression. I would look at it more often and, uh, and also in longer periods of time. And also, I would begin to look at uh, worse types of pornography, thinking that it would um, fulfill the addiction, fulfill, thinking that I'd be happy. And as what Cody Silva would say, he would say that in pornography, you're looking for the next best thing. And that's what I was looking for. But I never really found it. And uh, it became a struggle. Uh, it became an endless cycle. And uh, th with this endless cycle, it was my flesh and my spirit man always fighting back and forth and back and forth. And what I mean by the endless cycle is that uh, I would pray, ask God for forgiveness, and then I would, of course, go to a spiritual leader, let him know what's going on with my addiction, get prayer and healing from that. But um, sometimes even the next day or like the next week, I would find myself in the same addiction again. Um, and what I found out with pornography addiction is um, I actually, I believed in this lie. I thought that if you, if you delete your internet history that you've got rid of the addiction. Just because you deleted your internet history doesn't mean you got rid of the addiction. As what Eric Knopf said, it's just like cutting the wire to the check engine light. There's still a problem there and you have to go and fix it. <laughs> So yeah, it became an endless cycle, flesh fighting, the flesh man fighting with the spirit man, of course. And uh, this verse um, in the Bible, it really hit home with me. Um, Romans chapter seven, verse uh, 15, New Living Translation. For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Um, how long did it take me to get free from the addiction? Well, it took me a very long time. Um, it took me, well, I struggled with it from 13 all the way till now, even a little bit here in 2015. And uh, I can say for about two months, 
Um, two months from today, I can say 100% that I'm fully confident that I'm pornography free. Amen, right? And uh, how did I get free? Well, finding the addiction on my own. I just can't do it at all. I have to give it to God. And of course, how it says in Romans um, chapter 12, verse 2, you're supposed to be renewed by your mind, right? So God's renewing my mind, and those sinful actions that I once had are no longer there. Um, and as a result of being free, um, this, uh, I'm going to share with you two visions that God gave me. These visions happen, they're about, they're about a year old, but they're still very powerful. Um, I had a vision of myself. I was jumping on uh, trampolines. One trampoline was higher than the other. And, uh, and, I was, and I was jumping on the trampolines, and what God was telling me is that I'm moving into higher levels in the spiritual realm as a result of being free. And he, uh, I saw an axe splitting a log, and what God was telling me is that he was uh, splitting away insecurities out of my life. And uh, so, yeah, it's awesome visions. Um, and uh, I've, I've made more friends in this ministry than any other ministry I've ever been involved in. You guys are awesome. You guys have encouraged me spiritually and emotionally in many ways, in many ways that you just can't understand. Um, I'm going to give you an example of uh, what happened to me the second, the second time I came here to Epic Life. Um, I was just in the back kind of worshiping, you know. I just minding my own business. I wasn't really expecting anything. I was just minding my own business, you know. So um, this guy named um, Jared Ironling, I'm sure a lot of you guys know him. Um, what he did was uh, he came up to me, and at the time, I had no idea who he was. This, um, this was just some random guy I don't know. He just came up to me, started prophesying over me, started speaking a vision over me, and uh, he said that um, I see you with a crown on your head, and I see you speaking in front of lots of people. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was an awesome, it was an awesome uh, vision because I'm able to think, wow, if I, um, I've never experienced that in church. So now, <laughs> I'm excited to come to Epic Life every Thursday for the new thing, right? Um, and another example of how you guys blessed me in this ministry, um, when we went to El Salvador, um, we, yeah, it was an awesome trip. I would suggest going there. The ocean water is very warm. You'll love it. <laughs> Anyways, um, it was, uh, we had group meetings before the trip. So right before the trip, I shared my testimony, talked about how God changed my life through pornography addiction, of course. Um, what happened was I got into the hot seat. Everybody spoke words of knowledge and visions over me. And uh, there was one person in particular that really stuck out to me. Her name is Kate Brenham. She is an awesome woman of God. And if you need prayer, she is the woman to go to because she can really see in the spirit. Amen? So uh, what happened was she saw a vision. She saw me as an ox. And I was kind of like um, plowing the field back and forth and back and forth. And she saw me like, uh, like a yoke on my head. And she saw that I was worn out and red in the face. And uh, she actually saw God lifting the yoke off my head. And uh, she said it was in direct contact to the addiction because that's exactly how I felt being in the addiction, plowing the field and back and forth and back and forth. Now, um, before I end this testimony, I'm going to share one last testimony that actually happened to me two weeks ago. Um, yeah, last week, actually. How am I doing on time? Am I doing good? 
Okay. All right. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, what happened was I work in um, I work in a sprinkler conservation water water conservation with sprinklers. It's a great business. It's been a great business for us lately. Um, what we were doing is we had just finished up a really expensive job. We fixed a mainline pipe underneath the driveway. We had to reroute the pipe. Go dig up, I had to dig about an 18 inch deep trench, go over and then turn left and go back into the mainline source for the water. So we finished that job. Um, so we came back the next day to prepare and kind of just flatten out the ground because it was kind of muddy and lumpy, very lumpy, because the leak had been going on for a long time. Um, but the, 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 the sidewalk, the concrete was still really, really, really muddy. So we kind of had to rinse it off a little bit. Um, I had asked my coworker to go into the backyard and, uh, and spray down the, the concrete because there was mud there. So, but the problem was there was a dog still in the backyard running around. And by the way, this isn't my dog. This is the client's dog. So what happened was the dog ran out the gate, he, he started running around and stuff, then he ran to the park, I ran for about a quarter of a mile and I said, screw this, I'm no longer running anymore. So uh, I called my dad, I said, hey, the dog's missing, I can't find him, uh, what should I do? He said, Daniel, don't worry about it, I'm pretty sure somebody will find him. So um, I said, okay, we moved on to the next job and uh, uh, my dad called me later and said, um, the animal control finally found the dog and uh, the animal control said that the dog actually happened, he appeared to be hit by a car. So, but the, but the, the dog got hit by a car just enough to slow him down so animal control would find him. So animal control found the dog, the animal control, they, uh, they notified the homeowners. The homeowners, they picked up the dog, they took it to the veterinarian, and they couldn't find anything wrong with the dog. So, um, you know how in business, we, we never really factor in, you know, what if the dog died? What if the dog got lost? And, um, and it, we, just, we just finished a really expensive job, so how would you factor in a dead dog with a job you just completed? I don't know how you do that. So anyways, God has saved me with, from the embarrassment of losing the dog, and the, or the dog dying. So God's on the move. There was a, God has sent a holy angel to protect the dog, so it would be found and not hurt. So anyways, uh, you guys are awesome, and, and you guys stay awesome. Thank you.